Hey everybody, welcome back to Dalla Dalla Bills, a way of life to build personal wealth and financial freedom. I'm Ashley and I'm here with a very special guest, Paul Tiersen. He's not only a personal friend of my fiance's, but it's become a personal good friend of mine and definitely somebody that I look to and confide in with, with all things finances, with all things financial future related. So with that being said, I'm gonna turn it over to Paul just to give you guys a little bit of a background of him, both personally and professionally. So Paul, welcome. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Ashley. I really appreciate the, uh, the opportunity. So yeah, when it comes to who I am, as you already said, I'm, I'm really good friends with your fiance, Aldo. Uh, we've known each other since we were kids, originally from Austin, Texas. Went to school up in the Northeast, very small school, College Hill, the Holy Cross. And I've been back in Austin for 11 years now. Crazy young. Wow. <laughs> I know, time, time flies. Time. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. And about uh, nine years ago, roughly, I decided to dive into the financial industry. I've been doing financial planning for the last nine years. And so far, so good. So I'm, I'm just happy to be here. Wow, that long. That's crazy. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank again. Thanks for thanks for coming. And I think you can really bring some nice again from the industry you come from, from kind of the the you know age range and the the audience I'm looking to target and speak to. I think I think you can really bring a lot of good insights and information to to some of the the, the people that hopefully listen to Della Della Bill. So I'm just gonna jump right on into it. So tell me a little bit about your relationship with money you know, both personally, like, like how it impacted or did it impact how you grew up and, you know, why and how it got you into, you know, financial planning and where you're at professionally today. Yeah, that's a good question. And I remember listening to the podcast with Aldo and I think he and I, once again, since we, in a sense, grew up together, him and his brother as well, we didn't really come from money as well. We weren't rich but we weren't poor we were somewhere in the middle where our parents did provide what we needed and when it comes to my relationship with money growing up i guess i always saw it as a tool you know i remember my mom would always give me 20 dollars at the beginning of the week and that was it right so i could choose to spend it all right uh, within the first few hours uh, of the day on monday or i could make it last as long as i could now as we got older in high school, we were able to leave school for lunch, and it in a way became our, our ritual, weekly ritual to go out and eat lunch with our friends, whether it was Thursday or Friday, towards the end of the week. So I just knew, hey, you need to budget this, you need to save some of this money so you can actually enjoy the you know the 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 Thursday or the or, or the Friday lunch, depending on on when we schedule the uh, the outing with our friends. But to, so to answer your question, I, I think that's when it all started uh, for me. I started thinking about, hey, it, it's, in, it's interesting that some of my friends don't really have to think about this stuff, right? Um, they had credit cards or they, their parents basically just gave them enough money as they wanted it or needed it. And growing up in a household where we once again had what we needed, but nothing else, I started to look at my relationship with money a little bit more closely to where, you know, once I went to school uh, and graduated, came back to Austin, as most people know, right, you graduate with a four-year degree, but that doesn't mean you're going to make money right away. So back then, I believe my first salary was 28,000 to 30,000 a year, right? So now- Sounds familiar. (laughs) Yeah, right, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) 
Um, and, and it was just, it's funny to think that back then, right, uh, when we talk about what we could do and couldn't do, it all came down to budgeting. There's a, a level of happiness that I always talk to clients about. And it's not, which you already know this, right? Uh, it's not about how much money you make, but it's about how much money you keep. Yep. So it was, it's, it's been kind of cool to see the transition of, hey, I used to make 32 or sorry, 30 grand a year. And I was still happy and I, I was able to still budget to, to do the things that I wanted to do. And as my income continued to increase, as most people know, your expenses, quote unquote, continue to increase as well. But that's basically what got me into financial planning. Nine years ago, I went to a networking event and I, I knew that I was not cut out. Well, I thought I wasn't cut out for the, for the corporate world. And when it came down to wanting to open up my own practice and be the one running the operation, there was something about uh, helping other people get from where they are now to where they want to be in the future that just brought me a level of happiness that I hadn't felt before working for somebody else doing, uh, I was doing tech sales before I joined the industry and I just wasn't passionate about it. So I think that's what led me to, you know, becoming a financial planner. Yeah. So I've been doing that for nine years now and, and very excited, very excited to, to continue to do this on a, on a daily basis. That's so cool. And, and it's really interesting to, you know, I, I feel very passionately as well about that. And, and it's, mm-hmm. you have this, you know, personally, when, when you see your money grow and you see, you know, yourself putting, putting yourself, you know, in, in a good position to have specific goals so you can meet your budget and then have excess money to do the things you want to do. It's cool, you know, just to do it for yourself, but then to see other people and to allow them to thrive and to help them get to where they need to be. I think that's really, really cool. And, and you totally hit on it on a point that actually Aldo brought up to me whenever we were talking is, yeah, when you start off, you don't make a lot. So you really have to be, you know, sat. And, and I think it's this, this whole effect of you don't make a lot, but then you also may not know a lot, you know, from a budgeting standpoint. Yep. And so that gets people in trouble. And I don't want to put you on um, quote unquote blast, but I do want to bring up a story Aldo told me about I think it was I, this man. I think it was you. There was a a you had just started professionally and you wanted to buy um, a number of suits. I think it was at Macy's or something, and mm-hmm. then you ended up having to pay off that credit card for like a little while because it was a little over your your budget and really what you were able to spend. Um, but I think that's I think that's an interesting point because even people like you in the industry can get into situations, especially when you're younger. And, and I think they're great learning, especially if they're not you know really long-winded periods of time where you're racking up dead, it can really, I think, stick with you, you know, that that pain. So I don't know if you want to comment on right. that further <laughs> if I'm remembering it correctly. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 absolutely. Yeah, so it was it was Banana Republic. Um, there you go. <laughs> and Yeah, exactly. And it was just one of those where, yes, even though I had just joined the industry and I knew about budgeting and, and I knew, you know, quote-unquote, how bad credit cards were, yeah, we weren't making that much money. We were trying to essentially make it. So yeah, so I ended up buying a couple of suits uh, thinking, hey, eventually I will pay this off. And yeah, that obviously didn't happen. So I racked up some debt. And that's, you know, a lot of the times when, when we talk to clients about, hey, you know, if you do have debt, this is how we can help you. So obviously we have the knowledge from learning it in school or through our designations or licenses that we've passed in the past. But 
when I talk to those clients who are going through it, I can relate to them, right? And I can actually share that story with them. So I'm glad that Aldo is also sharing my story. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But but we do let them know, hey, you know, I've been through that. I know exactly, you know, what you were, what you're feeling in in a a way, because I was there thinking, how am I going to pay this off if I don't even know where my next paycheck is going to come from? So yeah, and so it's something that I always think about it. And he and I will talk from time to time about, you know, it's it's funny that there's there's been times in the past where we needed to either pay rent, right, or feed ourselves, right? So yeah. then we would pay rent and next thing you know, we're essentially trying to live on a loaf of bread for a few days until, you know, the, the next paycheck comes in. And, and looking back now when he and I go out and, you know, go to a state dinner, for example, uh, in a way, we're able to enjoy that a little bit more because we know, you know, where we where we come from, I guess, or where we yeah. used to be uh, when it comes to money. So, hundred percent, it's a full transition of speed. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think that the added appreciation is is huge. And yeah. I think some people take that for for granted and and take advantage of that, and and either because they have the money or because they're in debt and they don't want to face it. And so, I think that's that's great. I think it's good that you guys have both experiences. I think it helps. Absolutely. really your respect for money and uh, for the money yeah. that you bring in and how you use it. So that's yeah. great. So going back to like, you know, from a professional standpoint, you know what, I, I'm always curious because again, you're in the field, you know, full time is mm-hmm. what are the top, you know, maybe one to three, if you can think of them, top either issues or questions that people who you, or your clients that you work with need help with, like what are they really looking for? Yeah. You know, I, I, most people think that when, when clients are, or people are looking to work with a financial planner, it's usually their, their mind goes to the stock market, they go to investments, but in reality, we're all human and, and they really just want to be able to come to somebody who's been doing this for quite some time, who has the knowledge that they're seeking for peace of mind. You know, uh, most of the clients that we end up working with they, they're smart individuals, right? Uh, and whether they know what to do when it comes to financial planning or, or, or not, they really just want somebody else to have eyes over their essentially overall picture, financial picture. So I would say the first issues that, that, that we talk about is, you know, what's, and you've heard this before, right? What's keeping you up at night yeah. uh, type of conversation, right? And most of the time is, hey, I just don't know where to start. I don't know what's out there so for us to come in and essentially have a a blueprint that they can look at from a you know we call it the iverts view they can truly identify hey this is exactly where we are this is where we want to be and paul and tierson financial group will help us get there by taking these steps right so that would, i would say that's the first issue that that we we tackle or we talk about with the client and then as far as questions go Retirement planning is obviously a very popular topic, right? Yeah. Um, that's one that most clients come in and they say, hey, I know I need to be saving for retirement. I think I want to retire at age 65, right? But if you're 30 or in your or in your 30s or even younger than that, you know, 30, 40 years from now, like that seems like so far away that you don't really know exactly how much money you should be saving, how much do you need to have at the end of the, you know, at, at the end of your, your working years, if you will. And how are you going to keep that from ever going down to zero, right? Uh, so when we talk to people who are soon to retire, that's their biggest concern. How am I going to keep this from actually depleting all the way? Can we keep it safe? 
and then can we pass that on to our generation to the next generations in a tax efficient way so i would say from a question perspective right how do i how do i get to retirement right how much do i need and how do i get there right so that would be it and then lastly i would say just simplicity we live in a in a day now in, in a world now where everything right you go to amazon right you buy something and it's uh, at your door the next day or sometimes within a few hours so when it comes to financial planning i feel like over the the years uh, we we try to simplify the process so that the client truly understands hey this is once again exactly where we are there's no formulas that we need to type in or anything like that if we ever have any questions we can reach out to Paul and and we can have a conversation uh, instead of calling an 800 number, if you will. So, but yeah, so I would say those, those three would be the, the main ones. I think that's great. And I, I really gravitate towards your, your third example of simplicity. I think at least from, from what I'm hearing and seeing from people, that's totally where I see people just, it, you know, it's the whole inaction, you know, comes into play. It, people whether it's, you know, whether they're in debt or whether they're doing great budgeting wise and they have all this money and they just don't know what to do with it. It seems Mm -hmm. so overwhelming, you know, sometimes to say, okay, what do I do with this money? I don't know what my short-term and long-term goals are. Like, I don't even know what step one is. So I think creating that simplicity is, is absolutely key and, and having somebody that, that they can trust and go to, to maybe look at the whole picture. I think that's, that's huge for people. And I think that's something that, you know, you, you definitely provide and that's a huge value so that's that's awesome Um, we have a a client we have a client who uh, started working with us earlier this year and the interesting thing was uh, when we first met he said you know Paul I've known about you through you know friends and I've been I've been wanting to come talk to you but it's been three years and I just never pulled the the trigger and I I asked him why is it honestly I was just uh, there was a sense of fear right Uh, of once again not knowing what it all entailed and it just kept me from from moving forward so that's just something to keep in mind you know for those listeners that are out there uh, if if they ever feel like hey i i know i want to do something or i need to do something but it's really hard to get to to get started and the the, the one thing that you can do is just right make that phone call whether it's once again to a friend to see what they're doing or, or once again another financial advisor out there yeah, and I will say what's what's interesting about that is, you know, it may not it may not seem like a big deal, right, to lose some time here and there. But if you think about it from a financial standpoint and from a financial aspect, you probably see the numbers for some people. It's like, it, you know, again, the, the 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 compounding of the money over those three years is actually pretty significant. So you're not just losing yeah. the time; you're losing you're, you're losing the potential financial benefits and gains. And whether that's be you know starting to invest or starting to um, you know focus on your retirement plan, but also maybe focusing on getting yourself out of debt, you probably could have been out of debt you know twice over by then. Exactly. So yep. you know, so it's important. I think I think that's a great that's a great example because it's so important to like I you know and I actually mentioned it in a past podcast like don't jump into something if you're not super comfortable with it, but also like don't waste your time not doing anything. You know, do your research if it's important to you, t- make, make and take time for it and make sure it's something that, that you are willing and able and, and wanting to jump into because your money is so, again, the whole theme of my podcast is, you know, respecting your money because it respects yourself and, and who you yeah. are and, and you work, work so hard for it. Why not, you know, respect it and optimize it? So I think that's a really great example of that. Exactly. Yep. Thanks for sharing that. So this kind of 
you, you may it may be redundant, so I'm going to ask it, and you can you can tell me if you have any additional um, feedback here. But you know, just wanted to know like what what are some topics that you're and it can be generally that your clients you know typically struggle the most with. So you know, is it a lack of understanding overall? Is it that they do understand it but they don't know how to get started with it? Is it that full picture of how do I do X, Y, and Z with all the money I have? Like, like what, like what is the one thing that your clients like struggle the most with? If you can even pinpoint that. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. So I think the, the, the one thing is going back to the word simplicity, right. And clear understanding of, of where they are. So obviously we grow up listening to our parents or, or teachers in school. Hey, you know, go to college, get a job and you'll get benefits. You'll have a 401k and, and it's, interesting to see when you meet with with clients who are just getting started or even clients who have been quote-unquote doing this for the last 20 years you would think that they would know exactly what they're doing but you know without any shame once again the financial planning process it's it's so complex and there's just so many different ways to go about it that the the fact that clients think, hey, I have a 401k, so therefore I'm set, right? I've actually have heard that from many uh, clients. Oh, Paul, no, I'm I'm good. I'm taken care of. I have a 401k. And once I look into what that actually entails, I'm able to essentially shed more light into the the, the bigger picture uh, so that they can see it clearly. And that's when you can see their eyes just light up and go, oh, wait a minute. There's more to this than just me putting money into a 401k. Okay, so let's sit down and actually look at the the overall, the, whole, the holistic picture, basically. So yeah, so that's the, I would say that's the the main one. Cool, great. No, that's that's so true. And it's like I know I've I've come across many people who don't even really know a lot about 401ks, or or they know a little bit, but maybe a little uh, enough to be dangerous, or enough to not right. do anything, or you know enough to not be utilizing, you know, the money that they bring in as best as they possibly could. So I think that's a really, a really great point. And, and I can totally see, yeah, clients just struggling with that and, and you helping them with that. that yeah. That's awesome. One thing I'll say yeah. to that is obviously, right, uh, you, you can do it yourself, just like most things that we, you know, uh, we have the access to the internet now, right, to where we can actually look up how to go about it. And it's great. But when it comes to the strategies behind saving money in the future due to taxes or estate planning, right, uh, in retirement, there's just a few other things that working with somebody else who's doing this on a daily basis can give you that competitive advantage, if you will, to create a better outcome in the future. And that's, once again, the, the coolest thing to see between an advisor and a client and the relationship over the span of 10 years or so, 20 years. It's the progression and the strategies that they implement. Totally, uh, completely. And I think, and that, and and the first word that came to my head was like customize, right? Every single person's different. So like having somebody to go to who can, you know, really help help them clearly spell out their goals and then align a strategy behind those. I think that's, that's critical because... You know, your employer gives X benefits to everybody. The internet yeah. gives X information for everybody, right? It's usually very mm-hmm. generic. And so that really helps tailor, I think, to the to the person and again optimize for, you know, specific customization. So I think that's Absolutely. that's key. That's key. Mm-hmm. Good. So, you know, we're we're kind of closing and wrapping up this uh, this podcast. So I just wanted to ask you, you know, if you have one financial piece of advice for the dollar dollar bill listeners, what would it be? 
I would say going back to what we just talked about, uh, and to your point, right, yes, do your research, reach out to as many people as you can uh, when it comes to the advice, uh, whether it's friends, families, financial advisors out there. But I would say starting now, because t I tell friends, family, clients, time is your friend, right? So if you wait two, three, four, five years, it may seem, not, it may seem like it's not that much time. But in reality, long-term speaking, it could have a huge upside or downside, right, if you wait 20, 30 years down the road. So I would say start now and review often. A lot of the times people will say, hey, I, I, I got everything done, right? I got all my, my checklists done, so then I can just leave it alone, right? And our lives are always changing. They're evolving on a yearly basis, right? Uh, we're not the same people that we were a year ago or two years ago. So the fact that you have to continue to review whatever plan or, or accounts that you have on a yearly, quarterly basis, it's going to essentially keep you on the path uh, to success versus leaving it alone and you know checking back in 10 years from now, realizing you're nowhere near where you wanted to be. So start now and review often, I would say. I love it, I love it. Well, Paul, thanks again so much for joining. I think the Dollar Dollar Bill listeners are really gonna take a lot of value from this podcast and from our time together. So I really appreciate it. Before we, we jump off, I do wanna ask if there's any information you wanna leave on the podcast for the listeners to maybe find you for future use, maybe you know future financial planning use um, and, and resources. Yeah, absolutely. So they can go to our website, uh, tearsinfinancial.com. So that's my last name, tearsinfinancial.com. And there's a, there's a tab there to, to reach out. All they have to do is input their email, quick note uh, with whatever topics they want to discuss. And we'll follow up with them you know, within 24 hours. That's usually how we connect with those future clients who are looking for our services. That's awesome. That's great. Um, and then I'll add some some information in the show notes so that you know those listeners can can go to that and make sure they get the spelling right. Um, awesome. But again, I appreciate it. Appreciate your time. Thanks again. And I just want everyone listening to always remember: respect yourself by respecting your money. Talk to you guys soon. Thanks. <laughs>